we begin today with what I'm convinced is one of the most overused words in our language, karma. Well, partly because I can't seem to go five minutes without hearing an ad for credit karma. Okay, I'm better now. I start by telling you the origin of the word and what it means within the faiths that espouse it what it often means when the rest of us use it. I even share a video with you, which, in hindsight, is going to be a tricky thing to do in a podcast, all on the way to answering the question, do Christians believe in karma? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest and you're invited along for the journey. Look, let's begin with the obvious. I can go out right now into the street and find you a person who both self-identifies as a Christian and also believes whatever it is you want to say excludes them from being able to self-identify as a Christian. So let me be clear about the nature of this question and the way I'm going to approach it. I am not asking if there are Christians who believe in karma. Of course there are. Matter of fact, this would be a stupid question for a podcast if there weren't a sizable population that believes the answer is yes. I mean, then why even ask the question, right? The real nature of the question is this. Is the idea of karma compatible with mainstream traditional Christian theology? Hold your horses there, lad. That just offers another problem. Whose definition of mainstream traditional theology are we going to use? Well, mine, of course. Oh. Look, this doesn't mean I'm using my theology. It means instead that I'm using my understanding of what traditional and mainstream theology is. So let's start with the meaning of karma. Now, it may be that you don't know much about the idea of karma and that all you really know about it is there seems to be a consensus that karma is a female canine. What does that even mean? Female canine? Nothing? Oh, come on. You know, people say karma's a bit. Oh, yes. Got it. Do go on. So before we start looking into the Christian understanding, let's look at a proper definition of karma. First, the term karma comes from Buddhism and Hinduism. Yes, yes, I can see people in their back row waving their hands. There are other faith traditions that incorporate the notion of karma, but I'm not trying to be exhaustive here. I'm just trying to make sure that we're all on the same page. The original term karma, I think coming from Sanskrit, in short, means the consequences for one's actions. But in Buddhism and Hinduism, its meaning is a little more specific, nuanced than that. For lack of a better definition, let's just say that we all go through life with a ledger. Hopefully, we will have enough good intent and good deeds amassed at the end of life that we will be given a better life after rebirth. Now, remember, these religions believe in reincarnation. So after death, you come back again, and your karma determines if you're going to trade up in life or trade down in terms of your next life. So at its most basic level, do Christians believe in karma? Well, if you're talking about, do we believe that the deeds of this life will determine your reincarnation, then no, we don't believe that. One of the interesting facts about Christianity is that we have a very linear understanding of time and history. No, we didn't invent that. We inherited that from Judaism. We believe that God is working through the medium of time and that time has a beginning, kind of a middle section, and an end, actually. It's linear. 
not cyclical. So no, we don't believe in reincarnation, so we don't believe in karma in its traditional sense. Now, if you take the reincarnation part out of the equation and the question, then the answer gets less clear. If you're simply going to define karma as people getting what they deserve in the end, then there are a whole lot of Christians who believe in exactly that. It's fairly common within Christianity to believe that whether you go to hell or heaven is determined by your actions in this life. Matter of fact, ponder this for a moment. How many times have you seen a skit on television or a comic strip in a magazine or in a newspaper in which someone dies and faces St. Peter at the gates of heaven? And what does Peter almost always do before allowing the person through the pearly gates? Well, he looks through the ledger in front of him to see if they have enough good deeds or how many bad deeds they have to determine whether or not they're headed into heaven or to the other place. Interestingly, I hear people talk a lot about karma. And when I say I hear people talk about karma, they're almost never from a faith that espouses this belief. Also, they're not normally espousing a belief that all deeds will be reckoned and justified in the by and by, so to speak. What people really mean is that life has a way of evening the score while we're still alive. Matter of fact, I looked up karma in preparation for this podcast. I looked it up on the internet. And one of the first things I came across was a short video. Now, I'm assuming it was two brothers in this video. And as I describe the video for you, you'll see why, I think. It showed two little boys on a bed, one at the kind of head of the bed, leaning over and reading a book. This little boy was probably five or six years old. The other little boy was at the foot of the bed, standing up. He was probably three or four. And in this very short video, he walks across the bed. And as his brothers leaned over reading a book, he kicks his brother right in the head. But then the little boy turns, and while he's turning, he trips. He loses his balance, and he winds up toppling off the bed himself. Karma. He got the consequences for his actions. And this gif is exactly what many of us believe about karma. Okay, I can hear some of you yelling in the background. Yelling, it's pronounced gif, not jif. Well, first of all, for those of you who don't even know what I'm talking about, a GIF is just a term that describes a format for a very short video. Since the G comes from the word graphics, many argue that it's pronounced GIF. But the guy who invented the format calls it GIF. This argument falls into the category of important items like the Oxford comma and how many spaces go after a period when you're typing, meaning not really important, but somehow sparking many heated debates on the internet. Anyway, back to the short video about the kids. This is exactly what many people believe karma to be about. Do something bad, and ultimately you're going to face some sort of natural consequences brought to you by God or by the universe for what you've done. You've probably heard the phrase, what goes around comes around which I will assume you know means that someone's actions will eventually result with consequences that will have to be dealt with. Now, this notion of karma is really common. There are many of us who believe in exactly this. When we say karma's a bit, it's really normally either said as a warning, like, be careful, you may act like that now, but your actions will eventually catch up with you, 
or set after something bad happens to someone who has wronged you or someone else that you know. And when we say it then, it's really a form of gloating as misfortune is catching up with them. And it is absolutely understandable for those of us who are Christian or any faith for that matter to want to believe that even in this life, there is a reckoning. Bad people will ultimately get theirs. There is something comforting about the thought that people who do wrong, evil people, people who bring misfortune on other people will ultimately have to deal with misfortune themselves in their lives. Theologically, though, this notion of karma has a dark side. Because if bad people will, in this life, ultimately get the misfortune they deserve, then also ultimately, people who are suffering long-term, well, they must deserve their misfortune. And that's a problem. And I should be clear at this point, I'm not evaluating the notion of karma as it exists in another faith. I'm neither qualified to do that, and even if I were, I would not want to do that. Instead, I'm evaluating the idea of karma as it is used by people within the Christian faith. And, matter of fact, Jesus addresses this when he mentions in the Gospel of Luke the Tower of Siloam falling and killing 18 people, and he asks the people around him, those people who are listening to him at the moment, do you think that their misfortune, meaning the people who died, that their misfortune was due to their being worse than anyone else? And then he's really clear, no, they weren't. Look, in the world of theology, there's an interesting reality. And it is that we frequently believe things, want to believe things that make sense or that just give us a sense of comfort on the surface, but have some interesting or even troubling implications if we take them to their logical conclusion. Now, let me say, all of theology, I believe, has an element of this because we're taking our limited understanding and even our more limited language and trying to use it to describe the infinite nature of God. So always we are taking a limited tool set and trying to describe the infinite, which is going to mean we're missing our mark in some way. But in this case, I think it is really helpful to remember that if we want to believe that ultimately those who do wrong will reap the consequences for their actions, reap those consequences in this life, then we are certainly implying that many of those who suffer are doing so because they deserve it. Which, as a Christian, it is important for me to remember that I may believe that. But Jesus didn't. That's all for today. Be sure to check and see if you've subscribed to this podcast so that you get notified of future episodes. Also, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for Sky Pilot Faith Quest. And if you'd like to offer a question for future episodes, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is dan at skypilot, S-K-Y-P-I-L-O-T dot zone. Dan at skypilot dot zone. On your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for listening to Sky Pilot Faith Quest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions. <laughs>